0: Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brandt Bernard,
2: and Cassie Schrader,
0: and we'll be right back, kick things off with the family.
3: It's been
0: good. (laughs) It's been good, ladies and (laughs) gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you?
3: uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant.
0: So you don't do a commercial there anymore?
2: Oh, that's right. yeah. That's right. We do. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I have to do up. all the work. Then... <laughs>
4: well, we just got started late, and I'm working on some billing issues, and I'm just all trying right. to multitask here. I got my coffee, laptop, <laughs> and my cell phone. so well, I can like be a completely pro distracted over there. Completely I, forgot we were doing a commercial. I, I have know. no content whatsoever. You're a disaster. So here's the pro new car buying tip. Uh, hang on for a couple of days and then check out walzer.com the reason i say that is august went through labor day in the manufacturer's eyes so we're just starting to get september incentives we are we will be moving heavily into year-end closeout or model year-end closeout uh, between september and october so if you're looking for some uh, the best deals will be big discounts on trucks and stuff like that, right. Suburbans, all that sort of stuff. That uh, the, the domestics really pile on the, manu- the the money. So wait a day or two, go to Walzer.com and look for some stunning discounts. If you're not in the new market for a new car, well, too bad.
0: Mm. Tough hop. <laughs> yeah. All right, I like that. Did you get that from Paul?
4: Yeah, actually, uh, every all
0: the crabby people that work there. Oh, it's Paul, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Shh, Ixnay. <laughs> Ixnay on the Walzer Brothers. OCA. Yeah, exactly. CEO or whatever OCA, it is. OCA, what's yeah. that? Yeah, I never Operating like Operating company attended. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is, Tom. Thank you. Walzer Automotive Group, walser.com. Boom, boom, boom. This guy died way too young. Yeah. Yeah, heart attack. Mm -hmm. Like early 50s. You think that's what it was? Yeah, well, he wasn't overweight. No, he was was a handsome dude. He was was genetic, I'm sure. You mean genetically cocaine?
2: Well, it could be cocaine,
1: smoking. Who were we talking about?
0: Robert Robert Palmer. Palmer. Robert Palmer. Great singer, great, very handsome guy, had it all. But one of my
4: favorite albums, it's called Sneakin' Sally Through the Alley. Yeah, great.
0: It's a great album. Kind
4: of broke him. It was before all this sort of stuff. It's the most soulful, funky deal in the world because the backup band. Half of it was a famous instrumental band from New Orleans called the Meters, yep. and the other guys played in another band called Little Feet. I mean, they just
0: never heard no, of Little
1: yeah, God, I love George and Bill Payne and Red Streamliner, man, yep. I love that song. It was a smoking-induced heart attack. Yeah. Oh, he
0: was. Wow. Smoking.
2: Yeah, I, think he was, I think he was a heavy smoker, if memory he was. serves me correctly.
4: Yep, I, don't, I think I'm so he surprised. was from Trinidad. You now all this it might have so been So I can right. tell I'm on my fifteenth cup of coffee. Yeah, you Andy, where are. was he from?
2: <laughs> where
0: was Robert Palmer <laughs> from?
4: Damn it! Here. Worthless rock trivia. <laughs>
0: it's not you know, worthless. he
1: was born in Yorkshire, and he died England? in Paris. Huh? Really? Uh, but he grew up. He was a navy kid, so
0: he moved all over the place. I mean, okay. The, the British Navy? Yes. Really. So he was in Trinidad, probably. Let's see. That'd be my guess. Oh, we don't need it. Locked
1: in.
2: I'm surprised John Mellencamp hasn't had.
0: About eight heart attacks?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, or any ish. Well, maybe he Some does. people are
1: just like, they can smoke all they want and nothing bad will ever happen. I think he said happen. he
2: was up to like six packs a day or something oh, like that. Oh, my God. Wow.
4: Oh.
0: Yeah, How
2: can you smoke? 120
0: that? cigarettes a day. <laughs> We're good to it makes go. Makes my
2: lungs hurt just thinking about oh, it. Oh, my.
0: Okay, so I'm going to run this by you guys, mm-hmm. everybody in the show today, because I need somebody to explain this to me. Um, because it's, there's been a second vaping death now, mm-hmm. another person died of vaping. So there were a lot of stories about it on the news this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, would you explain to me when you and because I can't inhale smoke or vape, I can't inhale any of that stuff. I cough like a madman. Used to if smoke I
4: cigarettes, it. didn't you?
0: Until I was 21. Yeah. Okay, yeah, long, long time ago. But um, oh, I'll tell my cigarette story I told on the air too. Uh, my friend, it's hilarious. It's such a Northside teenage boy thing. But in any case, um, so when you vape, you put it up to your mouth and you inhale it.
4: Yeah.
0: How does it come out for about a half hour? (laughs) It just won't stop coming out. It's like, good It's
4: funny you mention that because when I was a youngster in the early 70s and just fooling around with cigarettes, I wanted to be Johnny Carson. Because remember when Johnny would interview people? He'd take a big drag and it'd come out of his nose and his mouth for about... Till the commercial break. I remember. I thought that was cool.
0: I remember. <laughs> Thanks, John. But
2: why is
0: what the volume of this vape,
2: what the hell is that? I don't know.
1: Well, vapor When liquid uh, turns into vapor, it expands like 40, 50 times its volume. Well, that
0: explains it so, because it just doesn't stop. It's yep. like my mother being on the phone.
2: I'm <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. not kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like my mother. Yeah, so anyway, like Rah, 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 rah. And and it would come out for like a half an hour.
1: Out. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So I was I talking
0: to Jerry
4: Lewis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like, it's funny. Like When you're driving and you're at a stoplight and you can tell somebody's vaping in front of you, like this huge yeah. cloud is will yes. come out of the yes. window. And it's like, holy mm-hmm. heck.
0: <laughs> By the way, I love our listeners to this show and the KQ Morning Show because we were talking about the fact that very quickly Jim Ursay bought the uh, Colts back in 1972. Uh, Baltimore Colts back then bought the Colts in 1972 for 15 million dollars. Okay, that's a lot of money
4: in in 72. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. that's not chump change.
0: But he was just offered a sum uh, for the team and he turned it down. Did you see that story? Was it three five? Three point two billion dollars, <laughs> and he said no. Jesus! Like, wow! Oh my God! <laughs> so I'm telling that story on the air about him turning out three point two billion dollars, and following my mother's lead because she used to say this all the time. Some smart-ass listener sent it in and said, where are we going to get Indianapolis Colts money? (laughs) (laughs) Because every time we wanted to go, hey, can we go to the movie? Where are we going to get movie money?
2: You know, it's Mm. so funny because I just, I thought of that this morning. I hadn't even listened to the KQ Morning Show yet. And I was like, Uh, oh, we're getting low on Q-tips. And then I'm like, Toots would say, where are we going to get Q-tip money? Where are we going to get Q-tip money? (laughs) I thought, that's weird that that you said that this morning.
0: Oh, I didn't even say it. It was a listener that sent it in, which was hilarious. I love our listeners. So my, my very quick cigarette story about North Minneapolis, because I smoked till I was 21. So my whole team, from 11 to 21, I smoked cigarettes. So we we're walking down a street one day, and I'm with a buddy, and, and a, well, a, a boy and a girl, because mm-hmm. we're all 16 years old, something like that. So there are two boys and one girl, and we're walking down a street. And for some reason, I didn't have any cigarettes with me, even though I did smoke. But my friend ran out of cigarettes. Right, mm-hmm. he goes, "Hey Tom, you got a cigarette?" And I said, "Nah, man, I didn't bring with, any with me." I'm sorry about that. And he goes, ah, oh, damn, I'm out, and I'd really like a cigarette." And the girl who was with us said, "Well, here, I'll just give you one of mine." I said, no way, and I'm like, "What?" He goes, "I'm not smoking a Virginia Slim." That's I like, knew it was going to absolutely a Virginia, Slim.
2: Virginia Slim, absolutely baby Capri's. What was the other one? There yeah, was a capri. capri. A Virginia
0: Slims, Capri's. There was another one, you're right.
2: Yeah, and I can't think of the name of it. But yeah, okay. those are like Twiggy. I know, because women's, l- yeah.
4: women's mouths are so much smaller than men's. That's
0: uh, Catherine's. That. Those
2: Jesus. things are long. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. yeah. Hey,
0: a, oh, God, she's mad at me because she claims I gave her a cold. I never had a cold.
2: No, she said you gave her her, her your allergies. Yeah, whatever that. You didn't really say that. That's what the text said, oh, L.A. Nick. God. <laughs>
4: I didn't know they were contagious. Well, yeah. who knows? They they're might not. be. Now.
0: Allergies are transmissible. No, they're not. It's true. Uh, but in any case, yeah, he he he's ain't no way I'm smoking a chick cigarette. It's like it's a cigarette. What's the difference?
1: Well, it's like you don't see a lot of women smoking cigars because it's you know back in the '90s there was
4: about two or three years that that was the cool thing to do. Remember that chicks would go into to bars and they'd be all dressed up and they'd smoke cigars It was before they oh, made smoking yeah, indoors right. legal it was just that's right you look stupid
0: <laughs> got to remember the trouble cake you got in that one april 1st what did they do back in the day when smoking got banned what in about 1990
4: something yeah some it, it, 25 years ago i would say yeah guess. 25
0: that's it. so basically at 95 96 97 somewhere in there they banned smoking in bars And the very next April 1st, we said, a new law has been passed. You can smoke in bars again. And everyone did. Oh, my God. I thought they could figure out it was an April Fool joke. But people go, would you stop telling people? God, did they
2: get mad at me. Dave has a great vape story. One night, he had to do the radio show, and he had a horrible migraine. And I use uh, medicinal marijuana. Mm-hmm. and I have Dapples? a vape. Oh, you vape. Okay. Yeah, I have the vape for pain and stuff because it's like immediate relief. Oh, okay. So I said, well, why don't you just try a little bit and see if it helps relieve your migraine? Because we've been in the process of trying to get him possibly on it to see if it helps with some of his ailments. And um, I give it to him and he's like, what do I do? I said, you just suck on it or whatever and then exhale. I go to the bathroom. I come out. There's this huge cloud just hanging above oh, him yeah. and I'm like, How much did you inhale? Oh no! Well, when you vape, you can't. You know, like when you would smoke a joint or something, you can feel it. Like you looking at me for? (laughs) I don't know.
0: Looking (laughs) at me? Remember when you used to do heroin? (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, you can
2: feel it in your lungs. You're like, okay, I have enough. And but then, um, when you vape, you you don't really you don't really feel that Mm -hmm. that smoke in your lungs because it's vapor. So so it's didn't, (laughs) didn't realize how much he inhaled. And not even, like, five minutes later, he said the whole room started to tip. And then he got into bed, and the whole night he thought he was dying. Oh, yeah. He was doing a
4: radio show. Yeah. He does no, a radio show a, while he's laying in bed?
2: No, this is after the radio show. How lazy show. He is this
1: guy? He does, yeah. bed, he, does. He, he does it next to his
2: bed, though. He does. He next to his bed. He was <laughs> like, I'm not breathing. I'm not breathing. I said, honey, you're breathing. So the whole night, and he started saying the Lord's Prayer, and really? <laughs> he thought he was dying. It was so funny. But I felt
0: bad. (laughs) Okay, speaking of darkness, Dave, I just got a text message from Uh your husband that says Cassie was just all dolled up smoking cigars two weeks ago. I was. Yeah?
2: (laughs) But you were all
0: dolled up. (laughs) Well, Doug (laughs) thinks you look stupid.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do
1: you think, Dave? Hot or not?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love a good cigar and some alcohol. Not
0: you. It's hard to believe. I can't believe you get headaches. Huh. I just love the fact that all these women who are like four foot nine <laughs> smoke cigars and tough as hell and coach football. Yeah. And I love that, man. It all works out in the end, that's you all I know. Dip it
2: in the brandy. No, I don't do that. So dip
0: your okay cigar? Some some oh yeah, dip, some people do, yeah.
2: Dip their cigar in brandy. In
0: brandy. Yep. How do you we're
4: interns? Huh?
0: Was that or, or interns? interns or no, an intern, a Bill intern, Clinton Brandon. joke. If
4: I have <laughs> no, to explain, yeah,
2: figure it's not far. I got it. That's right. I definitely dip it in alcohol. Nothing else.
0: <laughs> hey, can you fit this up there? No, thank. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. Great talking to you. Uh, unbe- oh God, did you He's see a that? Naughty, naughty man. Yeah, he, yeah. he was a naughty, naughty man, or still is probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Although you know, the one defense, and it's just because I'm a guy talking about a guy, I suppose. Can you imagine handling Hillary on a daily basis? Uh, just by handling, I don't mean handling her. I mean just handling her BS. Although he's got more BS than <laughs> she does.
4: I think they're the perfect pair,
2: yeah, each other. How <laughs> about
0: Donald Trump, too? He's got Now he's got all oh, the jobs report, by the way. Today was wonderful, 190,000 oh, jobs. That's good. And the market's up like 450 points last I saw. Hmm. I,
2: I would like to know... The day he gets out of office, how many days we should get a pool going, how many days after he's out of office that Melania will file for a divorce.
0: Oh, you know what? They always do with him.
2: And he's I don't been know.
0: married like four It's times. kind of yeah.
4: hard to tell with her because she has that stone face. She confidence. does. She does. I mean, she's a strikingly beautiful woman, but she, she is, just yeah. doesn't look happy. But some people can be happy. They just never look that way. You know what I mean? Well, so, is
1: she Russian? Uh, Ivana was Ukrainian, Ukrainian or Ukrainian Slovakian maybe.
4: or something. Yeah, something like that. In somewhere Eastern in Eastern the crappy East part of Europe.
1: Yeah. Well, in Eastern <laughs> like European culture, yeah. <laughs> you're basically the only reason you smile is if you have like a really good reason to smile. Okay. Because otherwise, true. if you just go around smiling, they think you look so. Like if you're, you're the first idiot. lady
4: of the United States and you're worth probably billions of dollars, it's not enough reason to smile.
1: If I was related to. Melissa became the president. I would not be smiling. So <laughs> probably not. Because you'd tell have you to go out much. in
0: public. And you'd have to go talk to people. That would be rough.
2: Yeah, for him. It would
0: be very, very
1: and difficult. Ma- who
2: knows? Maybe she's the same. Maybe she's and maybe. Yeah, very it might be. I yeah, mean, maybe. introverted.
0: Yeah, maybe. It could be. I know literally nothing about her. I think she probably would have a tough time figuring out uh, how to dial the telephone. Too. <laughs> she doesn't seem like the brightest bulb. Yeah. You never know. I will guarantee you one thing: if you think that that divorce is pending. And he gets wind of it, I guarantee you. At the end of his presidency, he'll say, "I hate to announce this, but I'm, I'm being forced to deport Melania." I guarantee <laughs> you, he'll do that. He'll just deport her ass before she can leave him.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think she's a U.S. citizen. I am pretty sure. I don't yeah. I don't think
0: it works that way. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't put it past him for trying. Oh, the president. Hey, listen. If you can move Alabama on the U.S. map, you can do whatever you want. Oh God. You see that? I did. He tried to move it in so it looked like the, the, the hurricane was going to hit Alabama after he made a mistake, thought Georgia was Alabama.
4: I saw a meme of it oh, was a dart board, and it says President Trump playing darts, and around the circle it had all these
0: extra circles <laughs> 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 where his darts hit the wall. I thought, that's cold. It's funny, though.
4: It is funny. And, you know, I'm not a fan, but I, I'd forgive anybody that's, under that media scrutiny twenty four seven. Oh,
0: yeah. You're gonna
4: make mistakes and say dumb stuff, but just get over it.
0: Did you hear me tell my story this morning about that, you know, being a public figure and all that? That a lot of people right now and I don't know why, but people when they meet friends when they go, is he an asshole? I was talking about this yesterday on the show. See, I, mean,
4: I get a I get a different question, but it's the same one. What is it? What's he really like?
0: Yeah, it's the same question. Is yeah. he as big a bigger prick as he's a uh, You
4: know, he's really effeminate. He wears women's dresses <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, all the time. Lacy women's yeah, dresses. Yeah, lacy women's dresses. I do, absolutely. Just eats cat food and, cat and, food? and snorts yeah, coke. True. Pretty much that's him. So he's really different than when he's off the air.
0: So I get uh, a message from a friend. And he said, remember this one? And I went, oh, God, I forgot about this. But a guy came up to him and said, I oh, heard you grew up with Tom Bernard. And he goes, yeah, I did. And he goes, God, He seems like kind of an asshole. He goes, "Why? What do you mean? Why do you think that?" He goes, "Well, he's so forward." That's such a Minnesota thing to say, isn't it? That's such a Minnesota thing to say. Well, he's he can be rude, you know. It's like, okay, calm down. Everything will be good. I love that stuff, though. Did you see, by the way, that uh, some judge, some some pukehole, decided Mm. that by the FBI carrying a list of uh, of possible terrorists. I'm guessing it's racist. It's against the Constitution. Mm. They're taking away the constitutional <sighs> rights of terrorists. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Where's this going to end, Doug? I don't know. I don't either. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's got. It's gotten to the point though. It's funny because they're so insane with all of it now. It's just. It's funny. It's not even maddening anymore. Don't you think?
4: Well, you know, I'm tr- <clears throat> just thinking back in 25 years. The only time that I remember. Feeling that the country was for the most part united on the same page it was mm-hmm. in the, you know, six months after 9/11. Yeah,
0: that's right. And You're I, I hate right. to
4: think that it takes something horrible like that to does, make people stop, you know, being so pissy. But
0: that is the one thing I don't understand. Look, he's not my kind of guy anyway. He can be funny. He, he does make good points. Bill Maher, after 9/11, actually said the real heroes here were the pilots, the terrorist pilots. He thought that was very brave and heroic of them. Well, he's like, like Bill. What are you doing, man? They got fired for that. Uh, he well, was on. Yeah, where I was he on? He's that. on HBO now. Is that what he's on now?
2: That's what he's been on. I'm assuming. He's so he was rare. on a
0: no. He was on a. He was on ABC. I think it was on ABC. As a matter of fact, and and they fired him for saying that. And then HBO picked him up. And I don't know. Like I said, I, I just don't think you're doing people a lot of good by running over. You mean? Yeah. Thank you. I am just giving you a
3: little cue.
0: Here, it's a little bit of you you back in your own face, Tom. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilsky from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this super ID I've been hearing about? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. on your
4: sailing you. shoes by Lowell George, is sung by Robert Palmer.
0: No thanks, I'll eat it here. Remember, that was the name of his last yep. album. Or thanks, I'll eat it here. I think it was Fat
4: it. Man in the Bathtub.
0: Yeah, he was phenomenal. Red Streamliner was a hell of an album. Or there was a song on an album. It was something. Mm-hmm. I know that.
4: Yeah, I think that's a song.
0: Doug, it's going to be kind of disappointing because you're not going to be the only pinhead on the show today. Pretty much everybody in the show's a pinhead. If you know what I'm saying. I guess he doesn't know what you're saying.
4: Douglas MacArthur, not me, the guest.
0: Hello, Doug Bradley. How are you? I oh, uh, hi. I'm good.
5: You're kind
0: of faint. Yeah, that's the first time anyone has said that I'm kind of faint. Well, so it's actually kind of a, it's kind of an honor, Doug Bradley, ladies and gentlemen, Pinhead. Of course, famous for playing pinhead in Hellraiser. Mr. Bradley was born on September 7th, fifty four. Hey, happy birthday on Saturday. Your birthday coming up. Oh, well, thank you. Absolutely. In Liverpool, England. Since his school days, Bradley has been close friends with Clive Barker. My God, Clive Barker. I remember when he first blew up, he came out of nowhere and just kind of took over the industry, didn't he? Very impressive. Yeah, well, I mean,
5: obviously it was – Slightly different for me because he didn't come out of nowhere. That's <laughs> <He, laughs> yeah, true. He uh, uh, by that by that time he came out of, uh, you know, uh, twenty years of association with him from my point of view. But yeah, he uh, um, in the uh, in the final days of the theatre company, the Dog Company that we
0: Dog Company yep. we had
5: founded together in in London. He um, he had started giving me some uh, handwritten manuscripts. Uh, Of uh, short stories and asked me to read them and tell him what I thought and I I remember him saying I'm just trying to write a few short horror stories to see if I can make a bit of money Um, and I think what two two years later it two or three years later those stories were published in the books of blood and you know Mm -hmm. and that was that was where he took off really was with the books of blood first yep and then Hellraiser followed. It, well, we shot at 86, released in 87,
0: so it was pretty lucked, yeah. You know, I will tell you, Doug, one of the great things that, I, that I'd that i like to point out is making the movies out of his books was done really, really well. One of the problems I do have right now uh, with a lot of, uh, I guess, sci-fi or horror or whatever, they're not very true to the book, and that, that does bother me in that uh, people like Clive Barker, and you know, you go down the list of people. They're such good writers. Why would you want to change anything they said? Uh, but they're, uh-huh. they're, well, yeah.
5: Well, you know, the oldest adage in Hollywood is the script is perfect. Who can we get to rewrite it? <laughs> 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 um,
0: there you uh, go.
5: Um, what I mean, one thing in regard to that, which I think is is kind of certainly unusual now. If that Clive wrote *The Hellbound Heart*, then he adapted it uh, and wrote the screenplay uh, for *Hellraiser*, and then New World allowed him to direct it. And he had he had directed a couple of you know pieces of juvenilia on you know eight uh, mm and sixteen and, uh, and mil. That was all he he had done. It was a huge gamble for New World to let this guy have the helm for his own movie but I you know that made the difference that he was he was in control from the hellbound heart to the screenplay to actually directing the movie
0: I think it's just fantastic I do I do really hope that people uh and by the way the Hellraiser series are great movies they were I really enjoyed those movies um but there are some out there. I think still, even as good as the Hellraiser movies were, you should still go back and read the book because, uh, just the word usage and construction of sentences and you know sentence structure and all that, all that stuff. It's do people not read as much as they used to? And I, I hope that's not true. But that's what I hear that the people just don't read anywhere near as much as they used to. Uh,
5: I, I think. I think you know people. People are reading a huge amount these days. They don't read books. I yeah, mean, yeah. You, th- you think of the, you think of the quantity of stuff that we read on our phones and our, yeah, you yeah. know, our computers and and tablets these days. It's actually a lot of stuff. But uh, um, I, I don't know that uh, that people really read books. I don't know the kids really. Read books out of sorry, out of what they, you know, forced to kicking and screaming at
0: school. <laughs> I think that's it. Doug. They dragged them kicking and screaming into the library. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah,
5: pretty much. But, I mean, I, you know, it's, will, will this be a, will this be a, a generation of American kids who who won't know uh, Mark Twain?
0: Oh God, isn't that so sad? The, well, Mark Twain's having trouble right now because his books are being pulled out of school libraries everywhere.
5: They are, oh, because yeah. of because uh, of race stuff.
0: Because mm-hmm. of race stuff, because he uses the big uh, N. He uses the big N in his books. Yeah, but so did F. Scott race. Fitzgerald. You know, F. Scott Fitzgerald uh, did.
5: So does uh, so does Lovecraft.
0: Yeah, Lovecraft does too. Yeah, right.
5: Yeah, I mean, which is, and it's just the name of his cat. We actually had a huge debate about it when I was recording for, for the Spinechillers, Doug Bradley Spinechillers audiobook series. It's a story called The Rats in the Walls, um, and uh, uh, Lovecraft names the black cat in the story the same name that his own cat had, and the cat was called N-Word.
0: Yeah. And, yep. uh, so, how many cocktails had, do you uh, need
4: before you this... decide to name your cat that? <laughs> For
5: real. Have a few cocktails. This isn't well, a I seven think,
4: in the morning I thing. Think, this is like a two a.m. I,
5: I think it helps if you're somewhat racist in the first place. <laughs> <loved that>. well, <laughs> you're, uh, oh yeah. Some I, I of his poetry.
1: He, yeah. Yeah.
5: I think I think he would do that stone cold sober. Um, uh, but um, we, you know, we had a huge debate about it because uh, it seems to be okay. To put that in print now, but it's not okay to say it. Right. Um, and uh, you know, we in the end we changed it. I just uh, I just read it as you know my cat, my black cat, my favourite black cat. Good um, move. And and never named it. Uh, it just felt. Reading it as an audio book, it felt that that would draw attention to itself in ways that was kind of unwelcome for the story as a whole, because the cat doesn't play a part in the story really it's just you know it's just there and it gets name checked three or four times in the story, so we decided to to change it and I was uneasy about it, but I think we we made the right decision, but it is odd that it seems okay to to print it um uh, but not to say it and that is if if that decision really is being made about uh mark twain i yeah. mean that's uh, that's all that's cultural vandalism as far as i'm concerned that really right. shouldn't be
0: happening doug you're 100 right. that's very well put it is cultural vandalism just presented i mean up. it's
5: you know the story is of its time and it's it's in a geographic geographical time and it's in uh, no Sorry, that doesn't make any sense. You can't be in a geographical time. Mm, it's, in, um, it's in a specific time and in a specific place. Yes. Um, when everybody had a different attitude to saying that word, you know. But the character um,
4: himself is three-dimensional, which was unusual in American writing yes. at those times. It was very yes. unusual. Yeah. So in a way, you look at it as, you know, it was pretty progressive of Twain to use a, you know, a, a, a black character as sort of a, not really a lead, but a supporting character.
5: Sure. And to suggest that Twain in any way, shape or form would have been racist. is just ridiculous.
0: It is ridiculous. Absolutely. It is 100%. When, so, so when Clyde Barker came to you and said, okay, Doug, you have to, you have to be pinhead. Is that how the the whole thing came about?
5: I don't remember clearly now. I remember having a conversation with him uh, about a year before we started shooting the movie. Um, and he said, uh, I, "I mean, it was it was just in the middle of a conversation about something entirely else. Oh, by the way, I'm trying to put a low budget independent British horror movie together. Uh-huh. I think there's a part in there for you, uh, you know." And I said something like, "Oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, great. All right. Uh, anyway, so sorry. What were you saying? I mean, I think it. You know, the conversation moved on.
0: Yeah.
5: Um. Uh." I think by degrees during the next year, it became apparent that that was the part he intended for me, which had no name, of course, completely anonymous character in the first film. So all I knew was that I was playing this, you know, this weird guy with nails in his head, and I was going to be covered in latex, and I would be uh, um, on screen for, I, I, you know, not much over five minutes, I don't think. Um and I was going to be paid. I was getting paid uh, union minimum rates for the privilege. So oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily a big deal as far as I was concerned. You know.
0: Well, Doug, I Apart will tell you the this. fact
5: that I was thrilled that that Clyde was making the movie and I was going to be part of it. You
0: know. I think it's terrific, and I do think, to tell you the truth, that you're very good at your crabby scary face. You're very good at that.
5: Well, thank you very much. I, I, I think I'll take that as a compliment.
0: <laughs> I meant it. Yes, I meant it as a high compliment. It's a great character. And I mean, it, it's, first of all, how do you, are you lying in bed one night if you're Clive Barker and go, I know what I'll do. I'll have a character that has pins sticking out of his head and his face. And I, I, how do you even think of things like that? Uh, well,
5: because you're Clive Barker. Yeah. I think you actually, <laughs> and you're actually, you're actually probably pretty much right. I think, in fact, he, he I think I'm right in saying that he dreamt the character. Yeah, so, that's
0: what happens apparently. Yep, wow..: pretty yeah, much. Isn't that a great? You dreamt about a pinhead, and now I'll say, hey, I know who's a good pinhead. Doug Bradley, uh, Bradley that's who. We'll get Doug to play the pinhead. <laughs> and I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. I, I did not know that the character is it, what is it a cenobite? Is that how you say it? Yes. A cenobite. Centob- yeah. A cenobite is a, is a pinhead.
2: <laughs> I guess so. Well,
0: Pinhead is a Cenobite. Well,
2: whatever. It well, gave yeah. me the creeps when it it I was a kid. did give the creeps, yeah. Doug, Doug <laughs> Ka- you
0: gave Cassie the creeps. I want you to know that, Doug. <laughs>
5: Good. That was the plan.
2: Job well done.
0: A job well done. I, I mean, hear...
5: I mean not, not, not you personally, necessarily, but in, generally <laughs> speaking. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I want to hear about Crypticon Minneapolis. You're going to be in town. That's wonderful. Yes,
5: I'm getting on a plane this afternoon or this evening.
0: No, yes. have you... Have you ever been to Minneapolis-St. Paul before?
5: I have. Uh, in fact, I did this show uh, several years ago. Oh, you did? Okay. And then, um, then a bit, uh, last year, I think, um, my wife and I flew to Minneapolis uh, to see our favorite band,
0: uh, Ghost. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's a great band. Yeah. That is a great band, yeah. as a matter of fact. So, Cassie, you're going to be there?
2: Maybe if I can get away from the kids, but Dave, plan- Dave plans on being there. He's got a, a panel yeah. he's going to do yeah, and right. stuff like that. It's it's fun because it's all these horror movie, you know, coming together right, and, and stuff right. like that, and it's it's just a cool thing to go I, see.
0: I want this, Doug. I want your take on this. Uh, why do you think it is that some people just cause I from from day one? Well, honestly. It all started with me, and uh, I was a I was a young boy. I was probably ten or eleven. and was not supposed to be going to this movie, but the movie Psycho locked me into what would be uh, horror movies. And I still, to this day, all these years later, I love horror movies. Some people just can't stand them. Like uh, my wife and our son Andy, who's on the show here, and then my daughter and I love them. My wife and my son hate them. It's really kind of interesting. Uh, ah. Have they ever identified what it is that triggers people to either like or dislike these movies? No. I mean, <laughs> no. No, I mean the reason I'm asking that is because that'd be really valuable information if you could figure that out, don't you sure. think? Um,
5: uh, absolutely right. I, 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 I have no idea. Um, I, 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 I all, all I know is you know, like you, I from uh, coming across uh, horror movies actually from. From reading stuff when I was a kid, I was, yeah. I was, I was a fan of all of this straight away um, from a young age. And I know some people just can't watch it. Does that mean that it's because they're running away from, you know, unconscious secrets that they can't come to terms with or something? I have no idea. You know, I'm, I'm an actor, not a, not a psychoanalyst. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't stand romantic comedies.
0: Yeah, I understand but that.
5: I, I I gather they're kind of popular. <laughs> um,
0: I know they are. No, I,
5: uh, I oh. love I I love westerns. I've always been a fan of westerns. Um, but, but I know a lot of people who, who you know laugh at me. I'm a fan of John Wayne, and people find that hilarious.
0: You know. No, great stuff. Well, I th- do you think it's a possibility, Doug, that that people like you and me? We need to identify the horrors in life. That you know, you know, there are plenty of scary things out there, and it's better if you and I know what they look like. Do you think that's part of it?
5: I, to some extent, but you know, I, I I think the the horrors in horror films and in 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 horror fiction and in fantasy mm-hmm. in general they're very different from the horrors in real life. Yes. You know, um, uh, be- because they're they're driven by an imagination and they can be explored and resolved in imagination. You know, the, the horrors in real life, which we're all being all too well aware of in this country at the moment between hurricanes and, and, and mass shootings, you know, those are, yes. those are absolute. And once, once they're done, they can't be undone and you can't negotiate with them. You can't, you know, you can't revisit them in imagination and play with them in your head in the way that you can with with horrors and movies and fiction. No, so I, no. I, I think they're different things.
0: I understand exactly. Doug Bradley, ladies and gentlemen, played Pinhead, of course, in Hellraiser Films. Uh, it will be at crypticon, CrypticonMinneapolis.com. Doug, what a great pleasure and an honor to have you on. It was a wonderful conversation. Thank you, sir. Uh, it was good to be with you. look forward to meeting everyone over the weekend. Looking forward to it, sir. Thank you. We'll be back with the family. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh, Excuse me. What is this, the Bill Cosby show? No, this
2: is Robert Palmer. Oh, it's
0: Robert Palmer. Doug's
2: favorite album.
0: God, he's a great singer. 60 years old, smoked himself to death.
2: He sounds a little Elton John here.
0: When he goes, you. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, doesn't That you? is Elton John. That is very Elton John-like. We are going to take a break. Coming up, we return with uh, our number two car-selling secrets special guest, Melissa Kirk. <laughs> car-selling secrets. I get a
4: uh, text from a listener. Uh, Answer the question: Whether Cassie was hot or not smoking cigars? It was hot. I did her. Woo. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's my. from your
4: husband.
0: <laughs> from your, oh, that's real nice. What Ooh. a classy guy. I don't
4: know if I was supposed to read that
0: on the air, uh, but hey, he sent it to me.
2: I can't take him anywhere.
0: <laughs> I love this Joe from Louisville. The Hellraiser series is badass, and Pinhead is my favorite Cenobite.
2: <laughs> he gave me the creeps when I was a kid. I was like, whoa, that guy is like Freddy Krueger did nothing for me. Decent, yeah, I agree.
0: Nothing. It, was too, it was
1: way over the top. He was more funny than he was scary in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, like Pinhead, he would just stand there with all these pins sticking out of his face and just stare at you. It's like, <sighs> oh, you're creepy.
0: Indeed. We will be back with Car Selling Secrets just about, uh, I don't know, part two, about seven, eight minutes, something like that with the family.